Bible reading today is from Luke chapter 2, verses 22 to 38, and it can be found on page 1028 of the Pew Bibles. Jesus presented in the temple. When the time came of their purification according to the law of Moses had been completed, Joseph and Mary took him to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord, as it is written in the law of the Lord. Every firstborn male is to be consecrated to keep the, to, to the Lord and to offer sacrifice in, in keeping with what is said to the law of the Lord, a pair of doves or two young pigeons. Now there was a man in Jerusalem called Simeon, who was righteous and devout. He was waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was upon him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not die before he had seen the Lord's Christ. Moved by the Spirit, he went to the temple courts. When the, when the parents brought the child Jesus to do for him what the custom of the law required, Simeon took him in his arms and praised God, saying, Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, you now dismiss your servant in peace. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in sight of all people a light for revelation of the Gentiles, and glory for you, glory to your people Israel. The child's father and mother m- marveled at what was said about him. Then, the mother, then Simeon blessed them and said to Mary, his mother, the child is destined to cause the falling and rising of many in Israel, and, it's, and to be a sign that will be spoken against, so, the, the, so that the, so- the thoughts of many hearts will be revealed, and a sword will pierce your own soul too. There was, also, there was also a prophetess, Anna, the daughter of Phanuel, of the tribe of Asher. She was very old, and she had lived, and she had lived with her husband for seven years after marriage, and then, and then was a widow until she was 84. She never left the temple, but worshipped day and night, fasting and praying. Coming up to them that very moment, she gave thanks to God and spoke about the child to all who were looking forward to the redemption of Jerusalem. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks, Peter. So, Lord, help each one of us now as we look at this passage together of Simeon and Anna and the baby Jesus being presented in the temple. So, Lord, speak to each one of us, young and old alike, we pray. In Jesus' name. Amen. Well, we've got our Chris Dingle, haven't we? Everyone got one? My bit of OCD has come out because the white sweet had to go on before the pink sweet. And there's only two sweets on each one and they're all white and pink. But what do we know about this, about this Chris Dingle? Anyone know where it came from? Anyone know what country it came from? Germany. Anyone know what part of Germany? Edward. Pardon? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, it was the Marie. That's even better than what I know, you know, because it was part of, it's part of a part of Germany known as Moravia. And there was a church there called the Moravian Church. And they remind me of Anna in that Bible reading because it said that Anna was a woman who was very old. That literally means she was very old. And she went every day into the temple and she fasted and prayed 
all the time. And Anna reminds me of the Moravian church because that's what the Moravian church used to do. You know, this, this small church that started in Germany for years, for decades, what they did was they prayed every second of every day, of every day, of every month, of every month, of every year. They were just as a group, they were just constantly praying as a church. And remarkable things happened as a result. And so that's where it came from. Anyone know how old it is? Anyone? Go on, Edward, tell me. That is, that's right. It's over 250 years old. Literally. But what do we know? Let's see what we know about the Christian. What does the orange represent? The world. That's right. It reminds us of the world that God created, that he said was good. And what about the, what about the cocktail sticks and the sweets? Anyone know what they represent? I see Edward's been swatting. Oh, we'll try Millie first. What do they represent, Millie? Do you know? They, that's right. They, they, the sticks represent the seasons. Autumn, summer, winter, and spring. And of course, the sweets represent God's good gifts to us that he gives us in creation. And what about the, what about the red ribbon? Anyone know what the red ribbon represents? Gone. It does. Because the red ribbon reminds us of God's greatest gift that he gave each one of us, which we remember in the Christmas story of Jesus coming to be with us. But it's a red ribbon because we remember the Easter story that Jesus came and he came to save us from our sin. And he did that by dying on the cross. And so that's why it's a red ribbon. But what about the candle? What does the candle represent? Go on, James. Tell me at the back. It is Jesus, but what particularly about Jesus? Anyone know particularly about Jesus? Go on. That's right. Jesus is the light of the world. Because one of the things that Jesus said about himself was that how he was the light of the world. And of course, in the Bible, when we think about words like sin and death, we often use the word darkness about them. And Jesus was shown by coming as the light of the world that people might would see him as someone who would come, who's overcome the darkness. And of course, two of the first people who saw Jesus as the light of the world were Simeon and Anna in the temple. Simeon was old. Anna was very old. So they were very old, both of them. And they've been, Simeon was this guy, you know, he was, did you hear what was read about him? He was, the Holy Spirit was in him. And the Holy Spirit had told him that before he died, he would see Jesus, the special one, come. And so for all these years, he'd been waiting for it to happen. And then it did. And did did you hear what he said? What happened then? It said the Holy Spirit moved on him because Mary and Joseph brought this baby into Jesus, baby Jesus in. And all of a sudden, 
the Spirit moved on him and he knew at that precise moment that this was what he'd been waiting for for years and years. And then what did he do? He took hold of the baby and he kind of got really, really excited as an old man would. You know, and he suddenly starts praising God. And he says, Sovereign Lord, this is what you promised for years and years and years. You promised that somebody would come. And now you promised to me in my life that somebody else would come. And this is him. This is the one. And did you hear what he said? He will be a light to the Gentiles. And for the glory of my people Israel. What was a Gentile? It was anyone who wasn't a Jew. He was going to be this light to the world. And we read that Mary and Joseph were just absolutely gobsmacked. They were just absolutely blown away. Because this wasn't an old guy who was a bit loopy. Or who was a bit strange. This was an old guy who people respected in the community. This was an old guy who people knew that he was a wise person. He was a wise man. And all of a sudden, he just completely and utterly comes to life with this baby in his arms and says, this is what you promised, Lord. This is what you said it would happen. And of course, Mary and Joseph are just left gobsmacked, aren't they? They're astonished, they're astounded, they're overcome, they're overwhelmed. Whatever adjective or word you want to use to describe the thing, that they would just overcome, that was them in this moment. And they're thinking, how did he know? How did they know that my baby was going to be the Messiah? That he was going to be the special one? He was going to be the light to the world? How did they know? And so therefore, how do we then see the Jesus, the light of the world, in our world? And how do we then reflect his light and his love in the world? And so I'm going to tell you how we do that. And to do that, it's all about ice cream and money. And now you think I have eaten too much fruitcake over Christmas. So I need some ice cream this morning, and I need some money. And I haven't got any. So where are we going to find some ice cream? Who's going to find me some ice cream? Where are we going to find ice cream in this church? Think. Where? In the fridge. Does anyone want to go and see if there's any ice cream in the church? Right, this one might be a bit harder for some of you. Get your wallets out. That's right. Get your purses out. Come on. Some of you need some new cleaners this year because you've got so much dust on them. So it's time to open them up. Come on, all of you. Open your wallets. Don't tell me you don't bring... And I'm not looking for coins. I'm looking for notes. So open your wallets. Open your purses because I'm looking for something. What have we got? Right, we found some ice cream. Oh, cool. Oh, brilliant. I love ice cream, don't you? Especially Hagen Dart. Thank you. I need a different one than the one pound. I need a higher value than that, so we'll put that down there. Don't you love Oh, that's even better. Don't you just love ice cream? You know, this is my favourite make of ice cream, Hagen Dars. The world changed forever when I saw Hagen Dars ice cream shop in Capri. Oh. Anyone want some ice cream? Want some ice cream? Come here then. There we go. They've even come prepared. There you go. 
Take one of them. Take one of them. Come on, I haven't got the note yet, so come on. I've got the 50 quid note. No, 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 I want some proper notes. There you go. Try some of that. I'll tell you what, why don't you sit there nice and... Just sit there. Have a think about that ice cream for a minute. Come on, where's the notes? I don't need a one pound. I need something different. No, I don't want a 20. <laughs> come on. I'm going to keep going until I've found the one I'm looking for. I don't need a 10. No, that's closer. I'm looking for a £5, but I'm looking for an English £5. Hey, look, keep going. Come on. Come on, keep going. I shouldn't have told you this because I'm, I'm raising the collection. Hey, there we go. Brilliant. Thanks for my Christmas present. If you come and find me afterwards, I'll give it back to you anyway. Brilliant. This is the one I want. What on earth does ice cream and a five-pound note help to do with you seeing Jesus as the light of the world in our world today and for you reflecting it? Here it is. If you were to ask and go into an ice cream shop, or if you were to go into that lovely ice cream man's shop down the road at Lelever Slip, and if you would say to him, you can only have one flavour of ice cream, what would it be? And they would say, that's an easy answer. It would be vanilla. The reason why it would be vanilla is this, because vanilla is the most popular flavour of ice cream. In fact, it's so popular that it's twice as popular as the next most popular flavour of ice cream. Remember that for a minute. How's that ice cream going? Is it nice? Brilliant. Keep going. You're all right. There's plenty there. What's the £5 note got to do with everything? Does anyone know who's on the back of an English £5 note? Anyone know who it is? It's a woman called Elizabeth Fry. What do we know about Elizabeth Fry? Apart from that, there's a house named after her at JCG. Anyone know? You see this picture? You know, we get these all the time and we, don't, we just don't see what they are. Elizabeth Fry was a social reformer in the 19th century. And there's this picture on her here. Let's have a look. Let's use some of my friends this morning. Right then. You see this picture here? This is a five-pound note. Do you know where Elizabeth Fry is? There she is. And she sat down there. Do you know where she is? Where, what place she's in? England. She is in England. Temple? She's not in the temple. Anybody know? Buckingham Palace. She's not in Buckingham Palace. She's actually in a place called Newgate Prison, which was a very famous prison. It's not there anymore. And what you see there is some prisoners. Does anyone know anything special about those prisoners? They're all women. And can you see the children? Yeah. And so there's the children with the women in the prison. And she's there. And do you know what she's doing? Can anyone see that there? What's she doing? She's not handing out money. What's that there? It's not a sack. Do you want me to tell you what it is? It's a book. Anybody want to guess what book it is? Bible, Bible. That's right. It's the Bible. 
And what she is doing is she is reading the Bible to the prisoners and their children. Here's the point of it all. When it comes to us, when it comes to us in our lives, each one of us showing the light of Jesus in our lives and also seeing Jesus as the light of the world in our lives, there is one thing that will help you more than anything else, whether you're new in your faith, whether you're old or very old in your faith, and it's this. It is reading this book consistently, regularly, and reflecting upon its meaning in your life. You know, and this is something we can all do, isn't it? Young and old alike, you know, if you're older, you might have a Bible like me there. But of course, if you're a child these days, you've got so many good things, haven't you, to read. You've got something like the Action Bible or the Storyteller Bible. There was nothing like this when I was a child. You know, what you children can do is you should say to your parents, you know, let's commit to read this book during the year. You know, as parents, you set the tone for your children's spiritual life. You said it. So you say, listen, we're going to read this this year all the way through. Because, as you know, in 2015, what I said I was going to do was I brought this new thing back into my training plan that hadn't been there for 18 years. It was part of my healthy eating program. It was part of my spiritual fitness program. It was part of my spiritual coaching program. And I read this book from cover to cover. Because nothing will help you grow more than that. So, when you came in, you should have got a piece of paper. Did you get it? You should have got a piece of paper like this. You see, I found this helpful article about reading the Bible from cover to cover and how to do it. And so what we're going to do is I've got you this so you can take it home and look at it. And what I want some of you to do is at the end of the service, don't necessarily go and find your friend to talk to or don't necessarily forget about it, but I'm going to lay out on a table some of the various ways in which you can read through the Bible in a year because it's the thing that will help you more than anything else To see Jesus as the light of the world and in our world today and also to help you reflect his light and his love. Nothing beats this. It's the vanilla ice cream effect. And so, take this article. Don't say, oh, I'll read this tomorrow. Or don't say, I'll read this in a couple of days. Because as I reminded you on Christmas Day, intentions don't determine the destination of our lives. It's only by actually doing something about it that we change. So let us pray. Dear Jesus, help each one of us today. Whether we're new to following Jesus, whether we're old or very old at following Jesus, help us this year to be committed to seeing you as the light of the world and to reflect that light and love to the people we know and love. 
In Jesus' name, amen.